Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Wiggins a rebound. Here comes Draymond down the lane. Again, gave up a layup. DiVincenzo to Wiggins for three left side. That's going to be no good. Tipped out Draymond. DiVincenzo for three. No good. Tipped by Draymond. No good. And the rebound little. Here comes Simon. Still a three-point lead for Portland. Watford finds Grant. He'll lay it in. Warriors down by five. And that was pretty much the story of this one amid a stretch of five minutes and one second where the Warriors did not score in the final quarter as they went from the 5.47 mark to the 46-second mark without scoring down the stretch. The Warriors made 21 of 49 from three. Jordan Poole goes for 38. Clay Thompson, 31, but missed layups, passed up layups, as you hear on the call there from Tim Roy. Some bad defense as far as point of attack and in the paint. The Blazers get to the free throw line 32 times and make 31 of them, and the Warriors wind up losing again in close fashion on the road in a game where they had a lead. 125 to 122 is the final. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you for the next hour. The phone line to participate in the program is 888-957-9570. As always, 888-957-9570. Appreciate everybody joining on YouTube and Twitch as well as uh, we click that on here on 95.7 The Game. And, uh, yeah, tough one for the for the Warriors. And, again, they are unable to get to three games over 500. Uh, the Warriors having multiple opportunities to do so this year, and, and they still haven't. They were 13-11, and 11, dropped two, then 20-18, and 18, dropped three, got to 26-24, and 24, and then dropped two to get – right back to 500, back two games above 500, and another opportunity to get to three, which would have been the high watermark for this team this season, and they lose again. So we'll see what happens on Saturday, but each time the Warriors have been a plus two to 500, they've lost at least two straight, and uh, we'll see again what happens on Saturday as far as that goes. But th- this is one in a in a long line of frustrating road losses with the Warriors being in position to win, but having an inability to close the game down the stretch and take advantage of a, a team that, that really is not stellar defensively, but the, the lack of execution and, and the most galling, I think, component of, of the loss in the closing minutes is all of the layups that the Warriors passed up. There were multiple stretches in the final five minutes, really even more the final three minutes, where the Warriors could have attacked and taken, I don't know, three, four layups, but they chose to kick the ball back out and and shoot threes off of those drawn kicks, and and the Warriors did knock down 21-49 to from three. I mean, the the three-point shooting, clearly not the reason they lost the game, but a little three-point happy the Warriors would get against a team that overall is just not good defensively on any level in in the Portland Trailblazers, and it felt as the Warriors would get down in this game and make a run. They had the 20-7 to run right before the half. That that It was just a very comfortable 
loosely played game to where if you kept attacking, kept attacking, kept attacking, you thought the Warriors may have a shot to eventually be the team that might be able to put the clamp down for a couple of possessions and and earn the victory. But I think that stretch for the Warriors, the the 501 from that 546 down to the 46 second mark, when you pass up easy opportunities for threes it it doesn't matter if you're you know the top three-point team in the NBA at least as far as your percentage of points it's it's not going to be able to get the job done and it is just a confounding confounding loss tonight I mean easy to explain but it feels like while slightly different in terms of the Warriors never had a double-digit lead at any point in this game it just felt like this was one where they were in great position to get the job done down the stretch, but you look up at the end of the night and that five-minute stretch where they didn't score is crushing. You look at the fact that the Blazers got to the free throw line as often as they did, 32 times. They made 31 of 32 free throws, so a 22-point advantage for the Blazers at the free throw line against the Warriors, and, and foul trouble early, I think, set the Warriors in a position where they really couldn't use the size advantage that they may have been able to have with Kevon Looney and Draymond Green potentially on the floor together uh, in in stretches where it might have made them a little bit easier to to be able to to defend the Blazers down the stretch, but it just never... There was never any rhythm. Looney in foul trouble early. Looney in foul trouble again at at the beginning of the third quarter, and it basically, as Steve Kerr mentioned in his post-game press conference, became a, a small ball game. It became a, a guard-oriented game, and that's a game where the Blazers are going to be a lot more comfortable. And I do think the Warriors' lack of size, not in terms of the roster composition necessarily, but just who was available for a majority of the portion of this game as far as due to the foul trouble of, of Kevon Looney you know, potentially you know, led to some problems there. So it's a night where Jordan Poole scores 38 and is tremendous. Clay Thompson goes for 31, is terrific, although winds up shooting 28 shots. I thought tonight was the kind of night where early it felt like an extension of the other night where it was uber efficient, but as the game went on, it, it felt like Clay was was hunting shots even after misses. And, and you look up and, yeah, Poole and Clay have to score a ton and shoot a ton especially without Steph Curry, but Andrew Wiggins, 18 and 10 with four assists and four steals. And, you know, they really got the offensive performance that you would need. Dante DiVincenzo pitched in five three-point makes, although a critical miss late after the Warriors had forced what looked like was going to be an eight-second call, but then it turned into a steal to a DiVincenzo three, which was a wide-open miss, and then Portland's able to go back down the other way and put it in to basically lock this game up as they go on to win it 125 to 122. The Warriors benefited from points off turnovers tonight in this game. Uh, Typically, we've seen that go the other way for Golden State at at times throughout the course of this season, but uh, 21 turnovers for Portland, 30 points, but it's negated by the rebounding advantage of the Blazers, 47-35, and the fact that the Blazers were able to get to the free throw line and be a plus 22 at the free throw line, which which helped to negate the advantage that the that the Warriors had as far as the three point line out making Portland 21 to eight there. And this was the first game all season that the Blazers didn't make 10 threes and won a game. But if you're getting to the free throw line at the level that the Blazers were getting to the free throw line, it, it helps to offset that and it allows a, a team like Portland to, to walk out of Moda Center tonight with a victory and with each win, it, it seemingly you look at the standings and you think, hey, the Warriors have got a shot to make a run in this thing and then with each defeat, you look at the way things stack up and really three through 13, but, but more closely four through 13 right now and the Warriors finding themselves in a position where they dip now back from 7th to ninth. Portland joins the conversation with their win, and there's just one game separating these two teams now. Warriors at 28 and 27, Portland at 27 and 28, and you know 
it's they've split the season series with two more games to go between now and the end of this thing. And and for as much as the Warriors would like to believe that they're significantly better than the Portlands and the Utahs and the Minnesotas of the world, the reality is the inability to string together some wins has put the Warriors in a spot where they're just still right in this glut of mediocrity as everyone turns their attention now toward the trade deadline of tomorrow and uh, what will be done then. Already some moves trickling in tonight. San Antonio's traded Jakob Pertl to Toronto tonight. Uh, More details on that coming up uh, as well. And also uh, just within the last two seconds, uh, Woj and Shams, both are reporting that the Phoenix Suns are closing in on a trade for Kevin Durant. So, uh, yeah, that that one is obviously one to keep uh, an eye on. Of course, you had Kyrie Irving going from Brooklyn to Dallas. Dallas got a win against the Clippers tonight uh, in Kyrie Irving's first game, and now it looks like uh, Kevin Durant uh, may be on the move as well with the Phoenix Suns potentially acquiring Durant uh, in a deal. And it looks like uh, as the news comes in here uh, on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game, uh, Durant is going to Phoenix per Shams in a package including Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and four first-round picks. Four first-round picks plus other draft compensation. So, Wow. I mean that's a that's a that's a blockbuster kind of a deal with the Suns giving up a couple of wings, but going all in now for Kevin Durant uh, as his time in Brooklyn with Kyrie's time in Brooklyn being gone. That is that is a blockbuster, and that is a game changer in the Western Conference. And it that is you know the Suns had already won three consecutive games to get to to thirty and twenty six and and move all the way up to fifth, but uh, that that would put the Suns, I think, at a point where they may be the favorite in in the Western Conference uh, with Devin Booker and Durant and obviously Chris Paul still around and now Chris Haynes joining the the party as well. So all of the the big boys as far as uh, NBA reporters from Woj to Shams to Haynes all in on this. Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, which is a game changer in a big time way in the in the Western Conference. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. If you want to react to that, feel free to do so. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game. Uh, also D'Angelo Russell earlier tonight going from Minnesota back to the Lakers in a three team trade involving Mike Conley going to Minnesota, Utah sending Vanderbilt uh, along with Malik Beasley to the Lakers as well as they look to uh, improve off of being 25 and 30. Looks like Utah's packing it in. Uh, they got blown out by Minnesota, who will then uh, take Conley. And so, yeah, this is a, a big time, big time night. And uh, you know, usually it comes down to Thursday morning and afternoon, but a lot going on tonight as far as the NBA trade deadline. And it looks like Kevin Durant's on the move among some of the other moves that we've seen here over the last 24 hours. All right, let's get to the phones. Armand in San Jose. Armand, uh, you're on Warriors wrap up here at 95.7 The Game. Appreciate you waiting, but I wanted to get the news out about uh, Kevin Durant. Looks like he's on the move. Uh, to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, no, that's cool, Jetty. What's up? Okay, so that kind of leads towards my call. Uh, Simply put, because, you know, the Vanderbilt trade, uh, a lot of Warrior fans were talking about getting Vanderbilt. I heard about Yaka Pirtle. Now with this Kevin Durant move, if you were going to trade James Wiseman and really upgrade your season, that's the move you make, what Phoenix just did, because that elevates you. These other guys, people are talking about what I see with this team. And, J.D., you're pretty honest about what you see with the Warriors. What you saw tonight is a prime example of what has plagued them all season and has been the starters. Turnovers, lack of clutch fourth-quarter scoring, making critical mistakes at the wrong time, not getting a lot of these loose balls, these 50-50 balls. Like, in other words, simply put, J.D., we're doing the opposite of what we did last year, playing winning basketball to close out these games because you're not going to blow out every team by 25 points. The run that we had for years 
it's a once in a lifetime thing. You're going to have to find ways to uh, gut out some victories. You're going to learn how to fight off blowing a 13 point lead, getting it down to five or six and still holding on to win. We were able to do that last year. We're not doing that this year. And that's with the core guys. There is no trade outside of getting a superstar that will save this team this year. I'm trying to tell every Warrior fan that I know. James Wiseman, get off all this nonsense about how you have to trade this guy for marginal players. We are the defending champs, and we begging for Jakob Pertles and Kelly Olenek to save our season. That tells you all you need to know. And as far as the Steph Curry timeline, I'm tired of the media talking about this. Steph Curry hurts the timeline by getting hurt. He's gotten hurt every year, and he's hurt twice this year. The timeline got messed up when he and Clay were hurt the first year in 2019-2020, and then Clay got hurt again. So I'm sorry to tell Warrior fans, we lost two years because of injury. Getting a chip last year, in my opinion, bought us time to play these youngsters to see if they were worth keeping so that come this summer you can retool and go hard after it. These other teams are in better positions that we're in, and I don't know why people have just not taken account that into account. Bottom line is you can't win every year, but if these starters had did their job instead of blowing all these games just like they've blown a game tonight, I mean, we've missed layups. We passed up two layups. Draymond Green had a layup that he passed up the throw in the corner for an open three that we missed. Wiggins, nice defensive play. You have the layup. You threw it to DiVincenzo. You make that layup, we down two. You go back, you play the same pressure defense with 19 seconds left. Maybe we get the ball back. You foul, do the free throw game, whatever, right? But the point is, we're not making smart IQ plays and winning plays with the guys who won the chip last year. If those guys don't fix it, I don't care who you bring in unless you get a Kevin Durant to help save you. And that is the point the media, the fans, and everybody else need to well, take into account. Don't blame nobody but Steve Kerr. All right. Thanks, Armand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in on that point. And, and here's the deal. I think the Warriors had the intentions of coming into this year and playing the young guys and having the young guys be a part of it. And it's been one of the many fails for this team this season is the fact that the young guys have not either been able to contribute to help this team consistently with the exception of Kaminga over the last, say, six weeks or so. Although Kaminga was was bad tonight, that happens. Young players are not going to play well every single night, even Kaminga, as talented as he is. But here's the deal as far as the young players go. They've been unable to contribute to help this team, and their value has also been hurt. To where, Armand, you bring up going and getting somebody like Durant or a star, the Warriors have no shot to go get Durant or to go get a star because the young players that they have on the roster are not good enough, and and some of their picks are tied up as as far as as when they can trade them, and and Jordan Poole is still a $4 million player and not a $30 million player. So you look at all of that, and the Warriors are just not in a position to be able to make some kind of a move like that. So then the question becomes, you know, do you like your top five, six, seven? And I think the Warriors do like their top five, six, seven, and believe that the top five, six, seven could hold this team up to a higher level than they've been able to. And then you have injuries factor into the equation on top of that, which have prevented this Warriors team from, from being able to gain any momentum. But they haven't been able to gain it when they were healthy. And then it looks like potentially they're going to be able to do it with Steph out, as crazy as that sounds. But it's been the same kind of thing. Every time the Warriors are about to get on a little bit of a run, there's a game like tonight. Poor execution down the stretch in closing. Poor defense as far as uh, allowing teams to attack them on the perimeter and get into the paint for buckets. Size, I do think, was an issue tonight. But again, it was more because Kevon Looney was in foul trouble than somebody they don't necessarily have on the roster. And it, it, it just some bad shots and a couple of tough stretches, and, and the Warriors just are, are unable to overcome their bad stretches at the level that they've been able to overcome those stretches in the past. And and now, and that was one of the questions I, I was going to throw out tonight at 888-957-9570. It's, you know, should the Warriors make a move, and is there really a move to make? Like, is there a move... It, it, 
that is worth making if it means you're giving up James Wiseman or, or Moses Moody, let's say, for a role player, for somebody that is your eighth man, that, that, that comes in after Jordan Poole and Dante DiVincenzo and maybe even Jonathan Kaminga on the right. Is there a value in that? And, you know, and you know, is there somebody that could come in and know that they're going to play a lot of, you know, a lot of minutes and, and maybe supplant one of those players in the rotation and push somebody back to where they have a little bit more of a limited role? A, a player that is your eighth or your ninth man on paper, but also still could be somebody that is an option to close games with Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins as well. Is there somebody that good? that would be worthy of that type of – that's the question. It would, it would be worthy of that type of respect among the championship core, but also the coaching staff to where they can make some kind of an impact. That That's the question. Because I think if you can find a player like that, then maybe you would consider trading a, a Wiseman if you could. But I just don't think you can get even that kind of a player at this point for – Wiseman or Moody, considering the fact that that their value has been hurt by one the inability for them to be on the floor, but how ineffective they've been when they have been on the floor. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game Blazers beat the Warriors one twenty five to one twenty two. So Golden State now seven and twenty one on the road. As the Warriors are twenty-eight and twenty-seven overall, back at home for the next two couple of days off as the trade deadline hits tomorrow at noon Pacific, and then the Warriors with the Lakers and the Wizards over the Saturday Monday part of the weekend, and then they take on the Clippers down in Southern California before the All Star break hits. A lot of breaking news tonight. Again, keeping everybody updated, the Phoenix Suns now, according to multiple reports, are acquiring Kevin Durant from. The Brooklyn Nets, Durant reportedly wanted to go to Brooklyn uh, in the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade from Brooklyn to Dallas, and the Suns are sending Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks plus a 2028 pick swap for Durant, TJ Warren, uh, is going as well from Brooklyn to Phoenix in the deal. But you look at, at the Suns, they are, because you can't trade your picks every single year, uh, your first-round picks in consecutive years, 23, 25, 27, and 29 first-round picks are all going out. So this year's first, plus 25s, 2027, 29, and then there's a pick swap because you can't blatantly trade your pick uh, in consecutive years. So there's a swap in the 2028 draft as well for Phoenix and Brooklyn to where Brooklyn, if the pick from Phoenix is better, they get to take that pick and and ship the, the other pick going back the, the other way. So that is a blockbuster. It impacts the Western Conference. I think you could make the case that the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and Chris Paul now vault to, if not the one spot, the two spot in the West presuming that Kevin Durant comes back and is healthy uh, as far as just favorites to come out of, of the West. So this this does, I think, deal the Warriors a little bit of a blow as far as what we've talked about a lot, which is the hopes of, well, you get in the tournament and anything's possible and it doesn't matter the seeding and, and all of that. I mean, the Suns are coming to be a top three team right now. like, And they're already... Uh, when you look at it, two games back of Sacramento at the close of business tonight, I'd be surprised if the Suns are not top two, top three in the in the Western Conference. I think I think two even for them is on the table. They're they're four games back of Memphis, but two, three, regardless. Kevin Durant on the move. Jakob Pertle going from San Antonio to Toronto, and then we laid out the trade from earlier with Russell Westbrook. On the move, he goes from the Lakers to Utah. Also, you look at the Lakers reacquiring D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, they picked him with the number two pick in the draft going back a few years ago. And a lot of other players on the move. Vanderbilt and Beasley are going from Utah to the Lakers. Westbrook going to Utah, where it sounds like he's going to get bought out. And Mike Conley 
goes from Utah up to Minnesota. Those two teams played tonight in Salt Lake City, and the Timberwolves blew out the Jazz uh, tonight uh, in a in a big time way. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's go to Tim in North Carolina next here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's going on tonight, Tim? How you doing, my man? What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? Look, I I I had to get out of the bed and come call you, man. I I don't think I've agreed with a call like I'm on with every single point. I, I can't agree more to I had to make the call. I mean, I'm trading no one. No one. You do not win the title every year. It's not a God-given right, and it's going to happen every year. You can't expect four-time champions to come to the regular season and go all in. They're not going to be as hungry. They don't have the energy. The guys are older. I, I think it was botched from the beginning. You know how I feel. I'm not trading wise. I'm not trading nobody. From the beginning, we should have just went all in. Yes, if we lost games because the young guys couldn't do it and we lost it, whatever. You develop them and you go all in. And you know what? It Like what, what he just said was perfect. If you do all of that and then summertime you got to reset and reboot, that's what you do. But you just think you're going to win every year. Every year it's just not going to happen. So I'm trading no one. I mean, you don't – how often it does a dynasty have a chance towards the end or the middle – to get three picks, three top 14 picks. I'm not trading anybody. I don't care if it takes two, three years down the road for them to all be developed. You just don't do it. So I think the whole thing was botched from the beginning. And I think, yeah, you know, when the injuries came, you you got the mix of the hangover. You got the mix of you didn't trust the young guys to keep them on the court. When I say, you know what, leave them out there. And if you throw some, you throw some. You just got to take your lumps. But to think you're going to win it every single year is absolutely absurd. It just doesn't happen. So, Armand, I don't know. I never met you. I'm with you 100%, top to bottom. (laughs) I'm not doing it, J.D. And as a Warriors fan, I understand it. No, I appreciate it, Tim. And, and, uh, look, a lot of Warrior fans feel that way. Again, I'd be reluctant, and I'm not as high on Wiseman as, as you are clearly but I'd be reluctant to think that I'm going to trade James Wiseman at this point for an eighth or a ninth man. And, and I totally understand if that's not a path that the Warriors want to go down. Like, I, like, I get it because an eighth or a ninth man. Now, if it's, if it's somebody that, again, you think can help you win a bunch of games down the stretch because he's a closer, then that's a different conversation. But I don't know that that, that player necessarily exists for the Warriors to be had. If, if it does, if that player does – Maybe we see some action tomorrow at the deadline, but I think the Warriors, as has been reported a bunch, they're grappling with what they should try to do as far as who would be available and what the ask would be in return. And there's the financial components to it, which I know the Warriors will will jump off that bridge when they have to. I don't think there's any rush to say that, that player X or Y has to be moved right now because of some of the financial ramifications and the luxury tax and everything that's going on with that moving forward. So I, I just don't think you want to do something in a panic or because you feel like you're you're you have to. You you want to make moves because you feel like they're going to benefit your team and and are going to help this team make a run. And if that can't happen, unfortunately, the best thing to do might just be to stand pat. And as far as looking at this season, I think the Warriors did come in and I know I'm going to be a little redundant here, but I think they came in to this season believing that they could play the young players night in, night out, and have them be able to be effective enough to where it wasn't going to completely wreck games. And I think they found out in those first 10 games that the young players were a lot farther behind what they had anticipated. Who Who's to blame for that? I think there's blame to go around. And sure, the the lack of trust is part of it, but the reason there's a lack of trust is because of how poorly even Kaminga played at the beginning of the year to where he was benched and pulled from the rotation multiple times. It's a different Kaminga now than it was then, but Kaminga wasn't... Kaminga didn't deserve to play at the beginning of the year. He, he deserves to play now because he's worked and done the things that the coaching staff has, has asked him to do. So I think it did get off the rails. I think... 
the, there were some games that they let get away early where they were kind of coasting and not playing a lot of defense, and I think the, the veterans thought they could win those games late, and they didn't, and it all kind of snowballed to a point where they thought, whew, got to get our act together, and then right when they were starting to get their act together in early December, then the injuries came, and then they got knocked back under 500 by a few and had to hold it up without Steph, and then Steph came back, and it was supposed to be the time where the switch got flipped, and it didn't. And and I think that's where there have been a number of these games where it's been a little bit of everything. And I know Steve Kerr's addressed this a lot, the fact that at the beginning of the year, the bench was a mess, and the starters were playing fine, but they were kind of cruising. And then the bench started playing better, and the core guys were either hurt or not playing as well consistently and then you've had Clay Thompson going off over the last six to eight weeks, but but hasn't consistently had the the help that he's needed on a night in night out basis because Steph was out and Wiggins was out, and and so you didn't at any point maximize the good to where you could build yourself a cushion. And now you add it all up, and you look at where the Warriors are at, and they still are unable to to get to where they're beyond two games. Uh, above the 500 mark. All right, 888-957-9570. Phone line's open if you want to react to the blockbuster Kevin Durant trade. He's going to Phoenix. Where does that leave the Warriors in the Western Conference? Do the Warriors have to make a move? Is there even a move for this team to make at this point that can be a difference-making kind of a move as uh, the Warriors get beat tonight by the Blazers, 125-122? to We'll come back, and we'll keep it rolling here on 95.7 The Game. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Draymond, back to basket, back to Dante, goes up and slammed it down with a right hand, got fouled on the play, are you kidding me? Dante DiVincenzo with a little elevation sensation that time. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors lose to the Blazers, 125-122. to John Dickinson back here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570, reacting to 
some breaking news. A couple of trades have gone down in the NBA, including a blockbuster just since I've been on the air just before 10 o'clock here, uh, including Kevin Durant. Just resetting that. Kevin Durant is on the move. He's coming back to the Western Conference, and he is being traded now via multiple reports from Brooklyn to Phoenix in a package that will send Mikkel Bridges along with Cameron Johnson and Jay Crowder all to Brooklyn along with four future Suns first-round draft picks. T.J. Warren is coming back as well with Durant to Phoenix, but the Suns are sending their 2023, 25, 27, and 29 first-round picks to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant as he joins a Phoenix team that's played much better of late. They they held their season together after getting off to a great start, and they played a good chunk of the schedule without Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and they, they were really at a, at a low water mark when they came in to chase and beat the Warriors back on January the 10th, and they've played much better basketball since then. They've won 8 of 10, uh, actually 9 of 11 overall, and three in a row as they've gotten healthier. And now they're set up to make a big move, and it almost happened in the offseason, but the Nets at that point in time had balked at it and wanted to continue to give Durant and Kyrie Irving one more go. But with Kyrie asking out a couple of days ago, consequently being shipped to Dallas, the Nets have pivoted, and it sounds like according to the reporting from Shams and from Woj, that Durant and Brooklyn, once the Kyrie domino fell, were collaborating in what the best situation would be for Durant and for Brooklyn to obviously accumulate players and future assets uh, in some kind of a trade. And so KD is coming back to the Western Conference for the Phoenix Suns, who are pretty loaded. When you look at Devin Booker and Kevin Durant as a one-two punch, they've still got DeAndre Ayton, uh, who now becomes really a, a, a third or a fourth option. Of course, they've, they've still got Chris Paul, and so that that is a talented, talented team that I think could be in the conversation now among being the, the favorites in, in the Western Conference to win the Western Conference. I think they're right up there with Denver and Memphis. Memphis has been floundering of late uh, as well. And so, yeah, the Suns, the Suns are coming. And I think you got to wonder as it pivots back to the Warriors here, you know, is, is that a death blow in, in a sense to the Warriors' hopes of going back to back? Because the thought did cross my mind in, in looking at, at really the moves of the last couple of days and the Mavs are better. I think than they were, although not a lot of defense going to be played with Luka and Kyrie in the backcourt, but that's a team that can score 120 plus on any given night. But the, I think the Mavs are better, and, and regardless of who you think wins a series between the Warriors or the Mavs, if both are healthy, I think that the Warriors obviously could win a series, but, but the Mavs are better equipped to get on a little bit of a run in the standings here between now and the end of the year. The Lakers are beneath the Warriors, and we talked about it on, on Warriors Live earlier, the fact that the Lakers-Minnesota trade along with Utah – that you know, Utah and Minnesota, I don't know, did a lot to get better, but I think the Lakers are somebody that's going to be coming from the back end of the of the standings to try and get into the mix with where the Warriors are at. And there's they're only a couple of games off the pace right now. If you look at, at the Lakers as things currently sit, they're only three games back of, of the Warriors, and so I think they got better. And then the Suns clearly are a team that, you know, right now fifth Two games out of third, I'd be stunned if the Phoenix Suns aren't at a minimum the third best team in the Western Conference when it's all said and done. But that is a that is a formidable, formidable uh, opponent now, and and I think potential favorite uh, in the in the Western Conference with with Durant coming aboard. So keeping everybody updated on that as KD's coming to Phoenix. Also, uh, where does that leave the Warriors as far as? what they have to do between now and noon Pacific tomorrow. Uh, we've had a couple of callers saying don't do anything uh, at this point. Uh, don't trade any of the young players for role players, and that's the reality, I think, of what, what we're dealing with at this point. The, the Warriors just do not have enough 
value attached to their young players to be able to to come up with some kind of a deal that would have been anywhere close to to what Brooklyn just got as far as the the future picks and also a couple of pretty good young players in in Mikel Bridges and and Cam Johnson as as well as as Jay Crowder who goes back uh, the other way. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. So how you feeling about the West? Do the Warriors have to make a move between now and the deadline as they lose this one tonight to the Blazers. Tough down the stretch again in the fourth quarter. 125-122 to is the final. Let's get to Tony and Alameda here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Tony? Hey, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You know, I just turned on my radio here, and then my son just told me that um, uh, KD went to uh, Phoenix, and I said, oh, no, here we go. And I got thinking... Well, I think that's the, that's it for the Warriors. If you don't get a big man, someone who would help Looney and Green, that's it. And we we need somebody out there, a big guy who would who would block, get the rebound. Don't have to be the point, well, points, you know. And I I think that our injuries is kind of uh, kind of killing us. But now we're just a 500 team, you know. You win two, you lose two. You win one, you lose three. We're going back and forth. We're not going to catch uh, um, Phoenix right now. They're going to go all the way now. Now let's knock on wood. Nothing happened to KD. And you got Booker in there. And you got Aiton out there. Oh, that's that's a team to beat right now, to be honest. And, you know, you got Boston in Eastern Conference. We have uh, a lot of work to do. We lose to uh, Portland right now. And despite uh, you got Jordan Poole scoring 30-plus and, and – uh, and, uh, oh, God, uh, they had a kickback there who scored like 33 points. We still lost. Our turnover is killing us right now. Now, Clay Thompson, he, he was good, but suddenly we didn't score in the last, what, three, four minutes in there. We've got to get together here. Bottom line, we need a big man to help Green and Looney. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I, we'll see what the Warriors do. I, I just, I know a lot of Warrior fans are, are adamant they need a big man. I, I just don't see a big man playing significant minutes in, in key junctures of of games. Like, do you need another body? Sure, you can say you need another body, but I think, you know, the the type player you're talking about is probably somebody you'd be more apt to get on the buyout market than somebody you'd be willing to trade young. You know, first round level talent for especially first round talent that probably doesn't have the the full value uh, that that it has, you know, it, it or that it once had. I mean, and again, I just keep coming back to the fact that the Warriors' young players don't have as much value as they did even coming into this season. The four eight zero saying the Suns better hope they stay healthy. Booker, KD, and Chris Paul have all been hurt this year. No question, no question. If 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 one. Obviously, if Booker or Durant in particular were to go down, then that that would change the complexion of of the Western Conference. I don't I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, my guy Sterling, uh, running the show in the studio tonight, hit me with any chance the Nets buy out Jay Crowder. That that's a that's an interesting one. I think that's possible. Although I do think Brooklyn. I do think Brooklyn is trying to compete and contend the best they can. Now, obviously, they don't have any superstars now, but they still have Spencer Dinwiddie for the time being, and Cam Thomas has been a bucket lately. <laughs> and uh, you, you know, now you're adding Bridges, obviously, and Cam Johnson, who are good players. So I, I think when you look at Brooklyn, you know, does does Brooklyn fall? They're ten games over five hundred. I mean, the Warriors would die to be with the record that Brooklyn has right now. Uh, so I, I don't see Brooklyn completely plummeting to a point where, you know, with 30 games to go, they're, you know, 10 and 20 over the, over the 30 games. So they're probably going to be good enough to at a minimum get in the play in tournament. If not, if not still into a, into a playoff spot. But I do think Brooklyn has a lot of moves that they still can make tomorrow. And, and I wonder how open for business, Brooklyn would be with some of the players that they have acquired in this trade that's that's going to be going down tonight and obviously all of that would have to be official before both you know before other moves can be made but yeah I'd, I'd be all over Jay Crowder if if I'm the Warriors and he turns into a, a buyout type player and I'll give you another thing 
just thinking about it as far as Durant going to Phoenix and how it changes the complexion of, of the Western Conference is just the fact that Phoenix now is more a team where I think buyout players are going to want to go. I think they become a ring-chasing destination, if you will, for some of these players that, that may get bought out and and looking for roles on teams to where they can help contend for a championship. And so I think that's something to keep an eye on here moving forward. Are there players that the Warriors could have maybe acquired via the buyout market that would have helped that now maybe are a little bit more inclined to go elsewhere? And that was something that, you know, you look at, at, at free agents and, and who wants to come and the like. I mean, the Warriors were able, I think, to get a guy as talented and as young as Dante DiVincenzo this offseason because they won a title last year, because they were viewed as a team that was right up there and had the potential to, to be in it again. I think we saw going back a couple of years ago that, you know, some of those buyout players, if you're not, if you're not super sure that the, that the Warriors are, are contending, and able to to win a, a championship, then then maybe you look elsewhere to another team that that might give you a better shot. But uh, yeah, Sterling, I'd be all over Jay Crowder if he was somebody that Brooklyn was looking to to buy out, and and I'd plop him right on the the Warriors roster as a as a three and D wing, and and somebody that should be fresh, right? Because he hasn't played at all uh, at any point this season. Essentially, shut down. Suns hung on to him, hung on to him, hung on to him. What are you going to do? And he ends up being part of the package uh, for Kevin Durant as Durant, again, goes from Brooklyn to Phoenix. The breaking news here within the last half hour for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, TJ Warren is going from Brooklyn back to Phoenix, uh, and four first-round picks are going with – the Suns package, uh, 2023 first rounder, 25, 27, and 29. There's also a pick swap involved in in 28 uh, as well between Brooklyn and Phoenix. And so Durant coming back to the Western Conference. The 510 on the text line. Do you think trades around the West make it easier for Bob Myers to walk and take a job with the NBA or an East Coast team? Uh, do the Warriors st- stand firm now as far as just, I, I think, stand pat now is what the 510 on the Xfinity mobile line is, is asking. I do think it every everything impacts everything, and I think the internal conversation that the Warriors are going to have to have here in the next 13 hours and 15 minutes is, you know, do you, do you think you can still win it? Do you think this team can still win it? And I, I think they would be hopeful that they can. Like, I, I think probably when they're in a room, they would probably say yes. If, if about five, six, eight different things go right, they still could win it. But I do think this Phoenix trade makes it tougher, w- without a doubt. And I, I think that, you know, not that you're going to tear anything down or look to subtract necessarily if, if you're the Warriors. I think as of a few days to a week ago, this team was still real confident that they could get on a roll and get into the tournament, and then the West was going to be so wide open that they could make a run. But now you have to wonder, do the Suns become more of the type of team that has the multiple star players, and that's the team that you look to as far as you know, being a, a team to beat as far as the the Western Conference goes, at least more than there was any other team. Now, Denver had kind of been the de, de facto number one team. They got Porter back. They got Jamal Murray back. Jokic still playing at an MVP level, and they've been playing better than anybody as Memphis has faltered of late, and there's a lot of drama and, and nonsense going on around the Memphis situation. And yet, surprising Sacramento, who's been just a tick above the, the glut of mediocrity for the last month or month plus, and so they're just kind of hanging around there, and you're wondering among Phoenix and Dallas and the Warriors who can get on that run to push toward the top, and it looks like Phoenix has, has vaulted everybody with the with the move that they made tonight. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Brian in Belmont next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Brian, you're on with JD tonight. What's going on, my man? How y'all doing tonight? Good, good. So you know what I think the problem is? You, you got to think about how horrible the West Coast is if all the West Coast teams right now 
are trying to build teams to win the championship. None of those guys are going to win the championship. It's still going to be Boston or, or some um, Milwaukee or some team that was already solid. When was Kevin Durant actually healthy since he left the Warriors? I, I don't think these trades really matter that much, and I don't think we should. the Warriors should dump their their youth. I think they should work on building their youth up at least another year or figure out where they're at, you know what I mean, during the summer. But I think we need to like give up on focusing on the first thing is the championship and just focus on team solidarity and, and winning games right now. Yeah, I, look, I think that's an area where the Warriors are not – I think they're going to be reluctant to, to do that at this point. They're too good at this point to say we're pivoting toward – full-blown development guys are going to get their minutes at all costs and if it costs you games it costs you games like I, I think you know that that's the kind of move you would make if you were completely out of the race at this point and, and the Warriors are not completely out of the race and in fact if anything I think they're as we've talked about a lot confident that maybe they can hang in the race uh, a little bit uh, but again it's it's also I think a a, a a value question and I, I keep coming back to it it's what are you going to get like if you go back to the off season and even the last let's say year and a half of what could you get for James Wiseman and and Moses Moody and and Jonathan Kaminga and if it's a package of you know two of those three plus maybe a Jordan Poole or if Wiggins had to be involved to make some of the high end salaries matches like all of the conversations surrounding the Warriors young players were conversations about whether you could get a a star player back and the belief was that you could get a star player back for a combination of that like that's not even close to a possibility right now it's just it it's not even close and so at that point it it almost becomes what's the point as far as including them in any kind of deal that's going to be middle you know middling that that might help you a little bit but isn't necessarily going to put you over the top to to winning a championship because I think stars are off the table unless you're talking about trading stars, and I think the Warriors like their star players and their championship core to a point where you're not giving up any of them. I think even a guy like Kaminga, you know, would, would you trade Kaminga? Kaminga is the one player that might be able to get you a a, a solid role like a. a a guy that could come in and maybe be the sixth or the seventh man type of a role player. He, but, but do you want to give up Kaminga for that level of player and then know that you don't have him on the roster moving forward? I think that's, that's the tricky part because he starts to tantalize and, and make you think that maybe he could be a, a high-end type of a player moving forward as he continues to develop and, and might be somebody that, that pushes being an all-star in three or five years. Uh, you know, down the line, and, and then that's the kind of thing where, but also can help you in ways that really make a lot of sense for this this Warriors team now, too. So he he's you know he is threading the needle of what you know, Jordan Poole did exceptionally well, which is develop while also helping a team down the stretch two years ago and helping a team that you know last year win an NBA championship. Kaminga starting to become that kind of a player. Didn't play well tonight, but he's starting to become that kind of player that can thread the needle, that can that can develop while also helping you now. Wiseman and Moody have just not been able to do that at all. They they're they're not developing and they're not helping you now. And I think if you look to trade either one of them, you'd be looking to trade them low. Five one zero on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Isn't Westbrook going to be a buyout player? Yes, it it does look like Westbrook is going to be a buyout player with Utah. Early reports are the Clippers are interested in Russell Westbrook if he's if he's bought out by Utah, which it sounds like he will be, and Chicago are are the players that will be are the the players that the teams that will be players in in looking at at Russell Westbrook. Two four zero JD. The mistake that you and those who don't want to make a trade are making is this. If the Warriors don't make the playoffs or lose in the first round, it will be the end of Dre. Uh, minus Dre, this team is no longer a dynasty and would be vastly different. Curran Myers might also be released. Well, that that is the case to be made to make a move. But if you make a, but I just don't think the Warriors are acting 
from a position of desperation like that. I, I don't think the Warriors look at it like they have to do everything they possibly can to give yourself any kind of shot at winning a title. Like I think they believe they could win a title, like I said a couple of minutes ago, if certain things break break their way. You know, I, I'm not I, I'm just saying that the value play might be to do nothing at, at this point. And that might be the best of all worlds. It it doesn't hurt your chances of winning a title either because the player you bring back probably can't help your chances of winning a title. You know, as as much as the sting of giving up on a player that might develop into something, I just think when you look around the league, and I'm sure we'll see some reporting on this in the next couple of days, the the types of players that the Warriors could get for Wiseman and Moody would probably make you want to, you know, throw up a little bit in your mouth, <laughs> like just to put it to put it really bluntly. You know, it just like I I would think it would be surprising that level of player that that Wiseman and or Moody would attract. Like I think there are a lot of Warrior fans that probably don't like like Jakob Pertl. You weren't even getting Jakob Pertl at this point for for a guy like Wiseman. Uh, that's how much his value had had plummeted. Uh, I think, and, and other teams can sense. Hey, Wiseman's not playing. You know, is he? A, the, you always teams are always going to want to try to take advantage of a situation, and I think the Warriors fall into that as well. Where you know, teams are going to want to try to get the Warriors to make a panic move. You know, there may be a team out there that thinks Wiseman's awesome and thinks he's a future star, but they know the Warriors are in a position right now where they they don't have that leverage because he hasn't shown that in the time that he's actually played for the Warriors. So if you're another team, you want to buy low. You want to get Wiseman without having to give up a lot because that's how you win the trade and get a guy that you think can be a future star. It's not that Wiseman isn't going to be this or that. It's a it's a value play. It's a value game. Now that's how that's how all of these things uh, get dissected. All right, uh, we'll call it a night on that note. Man, what a night uh, across the NBA and still about 13 hours to go between now and the NBA trade deadline. Tough one for the Warriors tonight as they lose again without Steph Curry. So that makes them now, what, 7-6 and six in the last 13 games that they've played without Steph Curry. Tough down the stretch for the Warriors as they are unable to get to three games over 500 and just a tough night. They hit 21 threes. You get... Poole and Clay Thompson go for 69 points combined in this one. They hit 14 threes between the two of them, but the Blazers get to the line 32 times, have 66 points in the paint, and the Warriors go five minutes down the stretch without scoring and then get dealt uh, what could potentially be a death blow by the Suns acquiring Kevin Durant. So we'll see what happens. And uh, either way, we'll, we'll reconvene on Saturday with Warriors this week from 10 to 1 here on 95.7 The Game. Join me and Whitey Gleason as we'll have that for you. Warriors and the Lakers at Chase. That's going to be a fun one as always. The new look Lakers with uh, some different uh, key pieces added to their roster over the course of uh, the last 12 hours or so. D'Angelo Russell back with LA, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. The Lakers have gotten better, and that's a team that the Warriors still face three more times. They have not been to LA to play the Clippers or the Lakers at this point, so three more games head-to-head between the Warriors and now the Lakers with their new-look roster between now and the end of the season. And uh, look for a Warriors weekly podcast as well. Uh, Me and Steiny are going to work out of time to drop that probably after his show with Guru tomorrow. Uh, So look for that tomorrow evening, post-trade deadline edition. Potentially, we do it on Friday morning. But uh, all of that uh, reacting to what the Warriors do or don't do and the rest of what the NBA has done here to this point at the trade deadline. So thanks to Sterling Bennett in our San Francisco studios. Uh, Great job. Uh, pitching in, helping out with the highlights and the audio and topic ideas and and everything. Uh, Great job for Sterling. We'll talk again on Saturday. Warriors this week at 10, and then Warriors live at 4.30. Warriors and the Lakers comes up at 5.30. So that'll do it. Blazers beat the Warriors tonight, 125 to 122. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.